Thanks for coming out. It was snowing when some of you came out, no doubt. So bless your hearts. Didn't know whether it would just be like two, three, four, five, 75 of us. Who knows? But So we're in, a, we're in a series looking at Jesus being the image of God. Today I want to look at Jesus being a healer. Um, and I love like the, the past few weeks, Ralph, John, and then more recently, Andy and M. Wasn't M brilliant last week? Andy before that. I don't want to leave him out. Ralph before that. John before that. Everyone's brilliant. But they build on. And we, we haven't kind of been going, here's my notes. Check my notes just so we're all online. Yep, yep. We're, all, we're kind of looking to Jesus. But they're building. They're building. They're building. And it's not kind of in, in kind of linear order. It's just looking at this brilliant sun. So today I'm looking at Jesus being the healer. <laughs> big picture. Big idea. Jesus heals. Amen, right? <laughs> Jesus heals. That is the big idea. But it's such a massive topic. This is huge. Like thousands probably of books have been written about it. There are people on different sides of the spectrum from no, he doesn't, to yes, he absolutely does, to everything in between. And I am not going to do this justice with like 27 minutes. Like this is a slice of the quiche. I can say quiche because we're all Christians. Well, maybe, maybe you don't know Jesus here, but Christians love quiche. This is not the whole quiche. This is just a slice of it. Some of you just offend. I, I, I love quiche, yeah. Ham. Saying all this, I really want us, I want, my, I want to have a deep and robust theology of healing. I don't want your theology of healing. I want my own understanding from searching the scriptures myself. What do I see here? What do I know through the nature and the character of Jesus? What do we know through history? What do we see in God? We need a robust theology of healing. I don't want a healing that demands that I shout more, that I decree more. I'm not against all that, maybe shouting. But the decreeing, and it's happened, and, uh, you know, I, I've received all my healing, yet I'm still limping. I, I want to take us on a journey today. Like I say, it's just going to, this, this is a moment, but hopefully want to take us on a journey. My prayer is that we will each journey with the Lord. I want to look at you and, in, and encourage you, journey with the Lord, journey with the Scriptures. See what this wonderful book has to say. But I want to look at it like this. We're going to go on a bit of a journey. So the big picture, the promises of God, if you like. That's the only way I knew how to title that heading. The promises, what do we see in Jesus? And then we're going to look at the world we live in now, which is temporary. Hope, I hope you know you're just sat in a departure lounge. I hope you know that the sum total of your life is not here. You're in a departure lounge. It feels a bit like a departure lounge, which is EasyJet Flight 27 is soon going to arrive. Hopefully it's not EasyJet when we go to glory. It's more like Singapore Airlines or something like that. Yes. The world we live in now is temporary, and I want to I I say to us, like, we're waiting for the world to come this new world to come, the world to come, which is eternal. So the big promises of God, Exodus 15, 27, 26, sorry, I think is the first time we've, we hear about this phrase, Jehovah Rapha, which means God who heals. That's how they knew him. The people of Israel then knew him. This is the one who heals us. Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. I am the God who heals you. Psalm 103 
verses 1 to 3, David said this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins or iniquities, and who heals all your diseases. This is a promise, who heals all your diseases. The God of the Old Testament is known as the God who heals, Jehovah Rapha, I will heal you. Then we get to Jesus, and this is what this series is all about. And you know, we've looked at Colossians and Hebrews 1, Colossians 1, and first chapter of John that says the word became flesh, God who is the word, who was the word, who is Jesus, became flesh, put on skin, and came to dwell among us. And then this, these verses that I'm pointing, because hopefully it will come up here. Colossians 1, 15 to 17, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So we're springboard in this series from these verses. For by him all things were created. This is talking about Jesus. Things in heaven and earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he's before all things. And in Jesus, all things hold together. So again, this is like Jesus is in control. So Jesus heals. Jesus is in control. The big picture is Jesus is pretty awesome. Like he's big. He's in control. He is sovereign over the whole cosmos. Because he rose from death itself. Jesus is in control. So he made everything. So he can do anything. He can literally do anything, anything. He can fix anything. He can restore anything. He can make what is broken new again. We've heard stories of new kidneys and new limbs, and he heals broken bodies. Scripture says nothing is impossible for God. So if Jesus is God, then nothing is impossible for Jesus Like, just think about that for a moment. Nothing is impossible for him. I'm hoping we'll have time at the end. We'll just pray. We'll believe God. We'll pray. What are you carrying? What have you carried that you want to be grateful for, that you've seen God heal in your life? Who do you know in your life that's still carrying ailments and sickness that you've contended for, battled for? He's in control. He can fix. He can make things new. Nothing is impossible. Matthew 4 Verse 23 and 24, this is Jesus on the scene. And he went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction among the people. Imagine being there, like everything. So his fame spread, no doubt, throughout the whole of Syria. And they brought to him the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures, the paralytics, and he healed them. The kingdom is here. Like the king arrived, and the kingdom of heaven is now here. Jesus was ushering in a whole new kingdom. Luke 4, 16 to 21, is really the fulfillment of the prophetic message in Isaiah 61. It says, and he came to Nazareth. Nazareth, sorry, put my teeth in where he'd been brought up, and it was the custom that he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, 
because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set up liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and everyone's eyes was fixed on him. You can imagine, I'm here. Everything that you read hundreds of years ago is now about me, and I'm here. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's at hand. It's broken in. We're now living in it. We are now part of this ever-expanding kingdom. Scripture also says, fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. This was Jesus' mission on the earth to save, to heal, to restore, to set free, to make new. Throughout the Gospels, I'd encourage you, if you don't read the Bible much or if you find it a bit dry or you're just confused where to start, read through the Gospels, man. Read through the Gospels and track the life of Jesus. Story after story, healing after healing. This is what he did. The lost, the broken, the wounded, the sick, the oppressed, the dead. He raised to life again. He touched the leper and made them clean. Touched the leper and made them clean. Open blind eyes, deaf ears, made people that couldn't speak, speak. He fixed the broken, made people whole again. He sets people free. He raised the dead to life again. Just imagine what that must have been like. Wow. That dear little girl, Lazarus, back from death. Jesus heals. He's the miracle worker. Do you believe that? He's the great physician. And we're told that he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this is the big picture, guys. Jesus heals. Jesus is pretty awesome. Jesus is in control. He is the sovereign Lord of the universe. However, we live in between worlds, the now and the not yet. This world and in between the world to come. So the world we live in now is temporary. And I don't want to say this to weaken our faith or to lessen faith. That is not my goal. I want us to have eyes to see. I want, I want you to leave here with a robustness about you. Because we can so easily get defined by our experience. And when we don't see things, it lessens what we believe in here. We are part of this two colliding kingdoms, if you like. But we need to remember this world is broken, it's suffering, it's hurting. We live in this tension, the now and the not yet. This world and the world to come. We're living now in the light of the future. But we don't need to be a, a people without hope. I hope you're not a person sat here today that's like, man, I wonder what it looks like in the future. And I want to be sure. I want to know that, man, I have a sure hope in Christ Jesus, my Savior, and I'm going to be found in him for all eternity. I have a sure hope in Christ, my Savior. And as John brilliantly kept referring a few weeks ago, he is making all things new. We are part of this kingdom that is making all things new. All the promises of God will be fulfilled they will be yes and amen. There will be yes and amen over your life. They will be fulfilled. And I just want to say, this is not rocket science, but 
I was reminded, looking into this for this, everyone in the Bible died. Like everyone. Every healing still resulted in death at some point. So everyone that we read about in here died. And, and then post-resurrection, have I got that right? Post-pre, yeah, post. From when Jesus rose, there was still sickness and suffering and calamity. And Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble. We've looked at this across the weeks. But it's all pointing towards a future day. I, I happened to stumble across someone, um, an interview on this, a guy called John Piper. Many of you will know John Piper. He's a theologian. Um, written amazing books uh, you know there might be differences of opinions but I, I find him wonderful to listen to at times he's got such a grounding in the word of God and I just happened to stumble across this knowing that I was doing this talk I was like oh he said something about healing it's so helpful he was he was interviewed uh, about how he would teach his church about healing and he said this some healing will come now or will come soon and I love that some will come now, but all will come soon. Now and later. That's how I'd teach my people, he said. He heals all your diseases, this is what he says, means that he will heal them in the age to come. He will. He heals them often now, but when he doesn't, you've got to remember that they will get a better healing in the future. In this world, God does heal, does and all healing that comes to us, comes to us from God. So we should look for it, we should ask for it, and we should thank him when he gives it. But the final promise of no more death and no more disease will come in the future. Friends, we are wearing away. We are sagging and aging. <laughs> Do you know, I'm, di I'm, I'm so disappointed in how I look. I look in the mirror, no, zoom, when I look, when I'm like that, my neck's got all that horrible turkey fat, literally, and I, I've, I held it the other day like that, and it stayed there, and I'm like, come Lord Jesus, like, please come Lord Jesus, so when I start wearing roll necks and stuff, you'll know I'm just, I'm just no longer secure in myself, but we are, we are wearing away, however, I, I, all the best if you're going to try and fight against that. But you are wearing away. We're wearing away. I played basketball with these, Ralph and John at the weekend, and I woke up the next day thinking, oh, man, I'm dying. <laughs> like, I cannot run anymore. We are wearing away. Sickness is still with us. Death is still with us. It's part of the fabric of the sinful world we live in right now, this temporary world. And all of Jesus' miracles then, and the miracles that we hear and we see and we, we know in our own lives today are still just pointing towards a future. Pointing. I, I find it interesting as well, Jesus' miracles, they weren't often, you know, he did do things in the synagogues, he did things on Christian or those kind of days, the people of God days, but the majority, 99.9% .9 of them, were out in the streets. We're out in the marketplace, we're out in the, the villages, and it was all about salvation. <laughs> salvation has come to your house. Like, I want to show you that God is here. But now 
we're in Christian settings often and we don't feel much, we don't sense much, we don't experience much. I want to be really careful because I'm absolutely not saying we shouldn't pray for one another. But where we should be doing it is out there. Where we should be doing it is in your workplaces and in your colleges and schools. Because we have been healed, friends. We will be healed. But please keep praying for one another. (laughs) If we've got broken hearts, if we're hurting, if ailments and illness strike us, we've got to pray for one another. But I'm just fascinated that for Jesus, it was like, that's the kingdom of heaven. I want to demonstrate the kingdom of heaven. I want to demonstrate that the kingdom of God has come crashing in here. So we we need to have this tension that now and the not yet, we are living in a suffering and dying and broken world. Every story of healing reminds us that it's not the end. It is not finished yet. Jesus has finished it, you you know what I'm saying. But but it's not done. It's not done. It's pointing there. There's something on the horizon, that resurrected day on the horizon. I mean... What's it going to look like? Like as a Greek man, I want to look like Peter Andre. I've said this before, but if I'm going to look like any other Greek man, it's Peter Andre. What Do you ever... Sorry, I'm so sorry. But what about you? Do you think to yourself, man, you're going to get a resurrected new body. Resurrected. Sorry, now you're just thinking of Peter Andre. Every story is pointing. Just to remind us as well, Jesus forged a way through suffering. Here we, we just, we're not familiar with it. We're living in the middle of a pandemic and it's throwing the Western world into a spin. But Tom Wright reminds us that actually the majority of the world live with pandemics and have done for centuries Jesus suffered. He died. And we're to share in his sufferings. Again, caveat, I believe God heals. I believe Jesus heals. Like Piper said, we should look for it. We should ask for it. And we should thank him when it comes. But we are living in the departure lounge. You know, I've shared this before. Um, I've had the immense privilege, if I can put it that way, and the deep sadness I've probably doing probably over 25 funerals, I would say. And you know, some of those were people I loved like so dearly, so dearly. Friends, friends that died way too soon. We're living in the departure lounge. And you know what? Some of these friends told me just be careful with this one. (laughs) Be careful, because some of them are fairly recent, fairly recent. But one, my my friend's sister sadly died well before her time. Tragedy. But we had the church in Hastings going around the hospital grounds praying, laying hands on on the hospital, praying, 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 contending, contending, believing. And she died. You know, a father in the faith that was... Just a hero, you would have loved him. A guy called Digger. We prayed, contended, prayed. And my bro died. He went to be with the Lord. So I asked, did our prayers work? Did they not work? Did God fail us? I don't think so. 
remember hearing Reinhard Bonnke talk about this when he lost his daughter. He was praying for her and he just felt the Lord say, some people's races are shorter than others and she's run her race and she's coming home. And it brought this immense peace in the moment. Now, I'm elevating that and I'm suddenly shifting into death here, so I'm sorry. But I'm talking about what we can hope for in our hearts because the ultimate sting has been dealt with by Christ Jesus. The tension of answered and unanswered prayer, if I'm honest, this baffles me all the time. But we mustn't treat God like a vending machine. We cannot. I don't know about you, but you don't put in your perfect prayers and you get your knee healed. Like, sometimes that works and we we try again and it doesn't. (laughs) And we're living in this mystery because he's God and we're not. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and ways. And the, the mystery of answered and unanswered, I remember praying for this dear little boy once. Honestly, zero faith. And his heart was healed. A miracle went back to a specialist and they said, I don't know why you're here. And when the, the mum told me, I was like, really? Like flabbergasted. And then, but then having feel, feeling like, man, I've got faith to move a mountain. And nothing moves. I've got family members. My own son <clears throat> carries like a condition that he's had. We prayed, we pray with millions of prayers. Family members with life-controlling stuff, millions of prayers, and yet seemingly, seemingly unanswered. Where do we go with that? We'll land there in a little bit. The New Testament shows us we suffer, and some suffer greater than others, but we have to remember that Jesus is with us in it all. Romans 8, we know this very well. Romans 8, 38 to 39, he will never leave us. He promises For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, rulers, the present, the things to come, powers, height or depth, anything in all creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. (coughs) Scripture also says that we go through this world and it's light and momentary. As we travel through, as we travel through here on earth, what we go through is light and momentary. But it doesn't feel like that, does it? I'm so sorry, friends. Like, I'm not trying to undermine what you go through, but Scripture says it's momentary. It's like a vapor. Gone. And I think we've got to hold on to that. Not meaning it's easy, but we've got to remember we're in a departure lounge. It's momentary. So we carry these tensions, the tension of these two worlds, these two worlds. And I've shared this story before. I was told of a friend in Hastings that sadly went to be with the Lord before his time as well. But when he was asked, how are you doing? He would say, this is the tension of the two worlds. My body is terrible, but my soul is well. How do you get there? (laughs) My body is bad, but my soul is well. He was looking for the world to come. That's where we're going to land this time. The world to come, which is eternal, no more sickness. No, just think about that. Like, no more sickness. No more sagging, no more aging, no more wearing away. (laughs) Revelation 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and then there was no more sea, which I'm gutted about if that's true. I don't think it would be true. 
I used to live by the sea, love the sea. And I saw the holy city in New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Uh, Andy Bostock said earlier, we're the bride, we're the church, we're, being we're going to be presented to Christ. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man and he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And this is the beautiful bit. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said this, behold, I'm making all things new. I mean, imagine that place. No more pain, no more sickness, no more suffering, no more anxiety, no more confusion, no more arthritis, no more cancer, no more diabetes, no more hip replacements, knee replacements, shoulder replacements, no more COVID. That is change a landscape of thousands of lives, a place where that is no more. The promise of scripture, the promise of God is that one day that kingdom will overshadow this kingdom and all of his promises will be yes and amen. And friends, if you're in Christ, you are part of that promise. If you're in Christ, your future is going to be very, 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 very good. Like, very good. He will heal all our diseases. In the meantime, what are we to do? Very quickly, three things, really quickly. Firstly, in our waiting, in our confusion, in our doubt and our fear and our disappointment, know that Christ is with you. Know that he's with you. When I pray for my son and I don't see him healed, God's with us. Know that he's with you. He's with you. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Remember M. Hodges brilliantly, I'm sure you were over there. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. She reminded of that, of that last week. He's our comfort. He's with you. Secondly, pray. I just want to say again, I believe Jesus heals. So pray. Be like the persistent widow. Keep knocking on heaven's door. I'm going to break into song. Just keep praying. Pray again. When you don't see a miracle, pray again. He's the miracle worker, the way maker. Pray again. Like Penny, that refrain you sang earlier, where even when we don't seemingly see anything change, pray. Keep praying. Keep praying because you don't know when God's going to do it. We don't know who's going to save, yet we keep preaching the gospel. So we never know who's going to heal. So keep praying for the sick. Keep praying for the sick. Keep praying for yourself. Keep standing. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep holding on. Keep bringing everything to the Lord. And lastly, on this little point, what must we do? Carry on the mission that we've been called to as ambassadors of the risen Christ. This great commission. Be Jesus wherever we go. Preach the good news. Pray for the sick. Cleanse the leper. Drive out devils. And dare I say it, even see the dead raised to life again. <laughs> Can you imagine when we hear a story in this community that Ruth prayed for a dead person, they came to life again. Man, preach the good news. 
To be a follower of Jesus means to walk a life of faith and obedience. Every opportunity that you're sick, a family member sick, a work colleague sick, you get to pray for them. You get to pray for them. Take it as a step of obedience. Let's not let our experience limit what Jesus the healer wants to do. Matthew 6.10, we know this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Will you stand with me and we'll pray? Jesus is the image of God. He is God in flesh to us. He was God in flesh then and he's still the same today. He is God. He came to us. He suffered for us. He bled for us. He died for us. He rose again to give us a brilliant future and he is a healer. So I just want to invite you, if you're sick in any way, maybe place your hand on your heart, I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. We're just going to believe God right now. Like Piper said, let's ask for it, let's look for it, and let's give thanks when he, when he does that. So I just want to, I don't want to hype anything up at all, but I just want to ask the wonderful risen Lord Jesus Christ to heal broken bodies, to comfort broken hearts, to heal broken minds, to heal broken limbs. If you are sick in any way, would you just lift your hand up? If you need a healing in any way. If you are near one of these people, just extend your hand to them. That was really brave, you guys, putting your hands in the air. So church, over to you, wonderful family, over to you. Just release, just speak the healing power of Jesus over them. Thank you, Jesus, that you are willing and you had compassion. And thank you, you're still willing and you have compassion. So we take the authority that you've given us, the risen Christ, and I just speak healing over my dear friends' bodies and minds. Be healed and be whole in Jesus' name. Be healed and whole in Jesus' name.